Hello everyone and welcome to the Got Your Passion podcast. I'm Christina Crowley. And I'm Teresa Crowley. I'm so glad you're here. And today we want to talk about mindfulness. And mindfulness is a really broad term and I talk about it in some of the broad terms and Teresa who studied it talks, can talk about it in more specific things. I'm going to start off with the definition that I found. Um, mindfulness is the basic human ability to be fully present aware of where we are and what we're doing and not overly reactive or overwhelmed by what's going on around us. And I think a lot of times in mindfulness it's how you're framing the situation and have you been using um, some good techniques in reframing when you're going down that dark path or that you know um, path that's not productive. So being aware that you, you're you in that moment and then having some techniques planned out ahead of time? And having, and realizing it. I think half of the, half of the um, situations um, to solve is knowing that you're doing that, is knowing that you're getting out of a mindfulness frame. And sometimes I think um, when we get away from the mindfulness training or the mindfulness situations when we're tired. Um, we always want to be perfect and I think sometimes you have to realize that you're not always perfect and you want to frame it in a situation that you know you aren't helpless but you can't change something right now but you can look for a better way of doing something or a better way of looking at something. So would you say that mindfulness is it's something you try to be all the time or situational? I think mindfulness is situational. I think that mindfulness, um, sure it's all the time, but I really think that until you're very good at it and it comes at you know, with not, without even thinking about it, I think it is situational. And I think even for the mindfulness experts, it is situational because we live in a spontaneous world and we're living in a world that things are changing all the time. So once the need for, you know, the right kind of framing and to become a little more mindful is second nature, before that we need to recognize it and know how important it is for you to take the right kind of action before you start going down the bad path or going down a path that's harder. So I know when I was doing mindfulness on my Facebook Lives, I kind of suggested for people to maybe do find some point of the day to do their meditation and start their mindfulness there and build up throughout the day. How, A lot of people say that. Um, there's no real rule. And so taking suggestions and saying, yeah, that's going to work for me, great. That would be awesome. Um, taking time out of your day to do something for yourself. I think a feeling of um, not being overwhelmed that way is experienced. If you have to do something at 3 o'clock every single day and don't miss it, that's going to put some undue stress on you that you really don't need. And what you want to do is turn it around and you want to say, I have time to do my meditation today so I can do it maybe twice. Uh, it's not three o'clock, but guess what? I have a lot of time to do it right now. I have a lot of time for me to do it. I've done it in the morning. I can do it now, and I might be able to do it um, this evening. You just have to reframe 
I think you have to know what's going on around you and know that it's not perfect and you may not even get one meditation in the next day because of our um, our lives. Well, mindfulness isn't per se just meditation. What else can it be? What else can bring you to being fully present that isn't for some, that isn't for, well, I think some people think meditation is kind of woo-woo, even though, you know, it's not. But what other things can people do that bring them into a mindful presence? I think I, when you listen, I think some listening and to um, check out the, just what's going on around you, um, to listen with um, not preconceived notions on what's really going on with the attitudes that may be formed by your family or you know things in your home life and then you're saying eh, no I, I don't think so I can be open to this I think being aware of those preconceived notions or these things that we've been taught when we were children that you know maybe just don't float your boat now because you're so much more experienced or you're just you know you know that what happened to you in your childhood is so much different than what's happening right now where you live or whatever you know place you are well now I think we've all had conversations with people when they don't listen to you because you can tell they're not really listening to you they're they're planning what they're going to say to you rather than listening to you. I think that listening is a great place to start for people. How, you know, people talk about this helping with stress. How, how is it going to help you with stress? Well, a lot of times you don't realize that you've been under stress until boom, it hits you and you're mm -hmm. sick and, and oh, what caused all this? But I think when you're a little bit more mindful and you're a little bit more aware of the feelings that maybe you were overwhelmed or, um, what happened to you the last time you did an activity you when you're more mindful you're not feeling isolated and you're not feeling trapped and um, some of the strong lasting uh, coping mechanisms are coming to the rescue so to speak because you've learned these and you know if you can actually take some of those coping mechanisms, you can take some of those situations and turn them into a positive and turn them into, ah, you're not going to get me this time. You're not going to feel isolated and you're not going to feel overwhelmed. Um, you'll have a lot less um, temper tantrum, so to speak. You're not going to go into your inner child. You're actually going to say, no, I'm learning how to do this and I'm going to do it better. And even if you didn't do it in the three steps, maybe you had to take four. Well, next time it comes in front of you, maybe you will get those it done in three steps. And I think really the mindfulness is just knowing that you are a work in progress and uh, who's judging? Well, but also with the mindfulness and it uh, helping with your stress, I think that's a good thing. Uh, Oh, gosh, I lost my train of thought. Let me think for just a moment here. So, you know, when within the mindfulness and how, you, can, how can somebody... So you don't start it off by just doing it with meditation. And it's not just about, uh, you know, it doesn't just come to you 
how can you continue to keep doing it your day? What do you suggest for someone? Well, sometimes I just think that you should exit from that situation. And if you can't do that, if you're stuck per se at your desk, if you're stuck there, maybe just take a moment, take a deep breath, try and change your um, activity for a second. You're not, you know, um, trying to do boom, 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 boom. Take a deep breath. Try and, uh, you know, cut it so that I think breathing is great and I don't think we take enough deep breaths anything and you want to do breathe from the diaphragm because you want to kind of clear the air you kind of want to clear the mind thought if there's a way that you can get up and change your point of view for as little as a minute if you could that's why um, when the water cooler used to be so popular because people would go and they talk and they get a different frame of thought, they go back and they would attack whatever problem or whatever task they needed to at their desk. But we don't have the water cooler anymore. I don't know why, but we don't. So what you do need to do is get up and you know just get away from that situation, even if it's only for a minute, even if you're just walking around your floor so that you can sit down. It changes your whole frame of thought. It can change your um, sight right away. So you want to be able to do that. So breathing and just uh, taking yourself out of it for a moment, I think, will really help. Because we just need to realize what's going on and do something about it. Proactive. So if you realize that's going on, you're going to do something to somethings just to, you know, just turn it around and then you can go back at it and sometimes with a different frame of thought sometimes with a different viewpoint where just sometimes it's like yeah I needed a break and you do self-care taking care of yourself you might have just needed a break I think with uh, mindfulness and going after your passion I think it helps keep you focused uh, I think it helps keep you from going off in a million different directions if you're mindful of what's going on in the moment and you have a plan then you don't get what we call shiny object syndrome. You may still get shiny object syndrome, but you aren't going to go, uh, you're not going to go off task as easy when you've started working on it. I think mindfulness is a type of a muscle. And I do think sometimes we have had mindfulness in our life and not even noticed it. Mm -hmm. I know that that's why they have recess. Children are, you know, in class and all of a sudden they get that shiny um, object syndrome or they're just not paying attention as much they can't they need a break they need to get up and out and around and back and forth that's why recess was so important because not only for physical fitness but also for mental they got out of the classroom even if their recesses had to be inside because of the weather or recesses going outside and running and getting the fresh air uh, that's why it's so important to just take that break to um, change your outlook um, your immediate outlook of what you're seeing every day and uh, people always wonder well why do we have to have recess why can't we go straight through can we skip recess recess is so important when I was taking my anatomy and physiology class we had a three-hour class and uh, we were losing focus and we were losing focus and my professor would throw a rubber ball around the room to get just bring take us out of ourselves he would hop up on a desk he would do something every day in that three-hour lecture that could help us refocus. And so mindful. He was mindful that uh, he was losing his audience. And we were not aware at the time, but we did get right back into it. And I think that was a real 
effective way to notice what's going on and to bring you back to center. Well, I think mindfulness isn't escapism either. I think people tend to think that it's escapism. They think that, you know, meditation, getting up and moving around and doing things to refocus themselves. And I think mindfulness helps, for me, the biggest thing about it is is keeping you focused, keeping you in the present, and helping you deal with the present situations. It's not escapism. It's kind of the furthest thing from it. And, and it is helping you focus. It's help, helping you get back to the task at hand. So I do hope that you think about mindfulness and know that there's so many different views and so many different ways to do it. And I think once you're aware of it, you're going to, you know, explore it even more and find out how it can fit in your life. Yeah, there's so many different ways of practicing mindfulness that you can uh, find what's right for you if per se meditation or you don't work in an office to go, you know, talk to someone. There's so many different ways throughout your day, throughout your work day or throughout your personal day that you can, you know, find a meditation or a mindfulness practice that works for you. Alrighty, everyone, so I want to say thank you for joining us today, and ta-ta for now, and now go after your passion.